I think there's just so many variables that you、mm. have to take into consideration before you can really figure out what works for you.、Um, mm. And one of them is、um, who your baby is. So,、right. variable number one is the baby.、Um, mm. I think, like, variable number two is. How much support you have. Number three, I think, would be money. The fourth one, I think, is who you are as a person.、Mm. So, are you neurodivergent? Are you hypersensitive?、Mm. Um, do you need alone time? Are you introverted?、Mm. Um, all of those different things. How do you recharge? Do you need、mm. other people? I think if I added more, I would call like, you know, five and five would be do you have a spouse? So, The spouse and baby support money, who you are.、Um, oh, the work, what your job、mm. is, what's the nature、mm. of your work. Welcome to the Undefeated Underdogs podcast, where I unpack and narrate stories of ambitious people who turn obstacles into opportunities. My goal for this podcast is to create a platform to narrate underdog stories and maybe play a small, teeny tiny role in inspiring you. I intend to highlight the underdog mentality and make authentic conversations with people who play the long game, take action with a chip on their shoulder, and convert obstacles into opportunities. Buckle up, as I'll be bringing some authentic founders, VCs, community builders, and content creators who got underestimated their whole lives, and yet they beat all the odds to become insanely successful. Now. Today, I want to tell you a little bit about our awesome sponsor, Acquire.com. Selling a business is as tough as building a business. As someone who went through this process once, selling my own startup, I know the pain it takes to get to the end zone. This is where our sponsor shines. Imagine this: you're a founder who's built a solid SaaS product, acquired customers, and generating consistent monthly revenue. The problem is. You're not growing for for whatever reason, lack of focus, lack of skill, or just plain lack of interest, and you feel stuck. What should you do? The story I'd like to hear is: you buckle down, somehow reignited the fire, get past yourself and the cliches, and start working on your business rather than just in the business. You start building an audience, move out of your comfort zone to do sales and marketing, and in six months you triple your revenue. The reality isn't as simple. Situations may be different from every founder facing these crossroads, but too many times the story ends up being one of inaction and stagnation until the become business the business becomes less valuable or worse, worthless. If you find yourself here or your story is likely headed down a similar road, I offer you a third option: consider selling your business on Acquire.com. Capitalizing on the value of your time is a smart move. Acquire.com is free to list, and they've helped hundreds of founders already. Go to try.acquire.com/sharath and see for yourself if this is the right option for you. Now let's get into today's episode. Howdy, folks! How's everybody doing? Thank you so much for tuning into the Undefeated Underdogs podcast. Fun fact: today,、uh, a year ago today, I launched my first episode, and I'm recording. I think. Thirty third episode with with my awesome guest today. So、uh, very excited, very grateful for everybody who's who's tuned in to the the, the podcast episodes. Gave me feedback and really like you know、uh, came forward to support me. It means a lot, 
and this is something i really enjoy and uh, without further ado i want to introduce the guest sara peck welcome to the show how are you feeling today congratulations on your one year mark that's huge podcasting is so hard i think it's just so so much work it's so rewarding but that's such a huge milestone thank you appreciate it yeah thanks for the kind words it is it is i think last year around this time i went on a couple of podcasts as guest and a uh, quick story i kind of like f- felt that i was driving the conversation and i accidentally discovered that you know what i can't do it like i can't really like you know hold a conversation and i really enjoyed it i came out of feeling that i went to moon and came back like you know it felt like so adrenaline i felt that effect and then i i took the courage and you know what i said let's actually like ship it and uh since then i i'm really enjoying it one of the things i look forward is to find interesting things about how people think their life startups you know all things and try to implement in my own life so i'm kind of doing this for myself and in the process you know find find audience so uh but enough about me i i'm really really excited about uh, sara being on the show for two reasons one is this is this is going to be like a different episode for folks who are listening just just in a red alert because we are going to cover a lot about parenting how uh founders with kids should think about life prioritize life work life balance in you know all the all the stuff and also of course you know I want to t- touch about some tactical stuff sara mastered uh, like writing comms and whatnot but let me let me give you guys like a brief intro of Sarah Sarah is an author startup advisor she's she's been writing so much uh that Harvard Business School and you know a bunch of prolific publications featured her work and predominantly she she's well known for startup parent one of the one of the top 1% uh, globally listened podcast about founders with kids like myself so that's where you know I got tuned into it and one other thing she's really good at uh, comms which i want to touch about marketing you know in the other tactical stuff and before we dive into the episode i want to give a huge shout out to amanda for introducing us connecting us through through twitter and uh, here we are recording the episode i'm i'm, I'm stoked sarah and shout out to her uh, again i think like i said i was talked to sarah and this is kind of like a two part episode in one episode two piece i would say one is we want to touch about parenting and what not and we can dive into the tactical stuff but right off the bat why start up parent mm i love that question i also i just i want to say something if it's all right for people listening if you don't have kids or you're like parenting this doesn't apply to me like i don't you know let me just tune out right now I find parenting conversations so fascinating and if you're never going to have kids you probably are going to hire a whole bunch of people that have kids. You're probably going to be surrounded by a whole bunch of people who have kids. Right. I I'd wager a bet that you were a kid at some point in your life. Right? Parenting is one of those universal things that actually mm-hmm. touches all of our lives. So if you're like, "Wait a sec, I'm going to check out." hang out with us for a little bit longer because i i like to look at the intersection of parenting as it touches lots of different things um from mindfulness you know like how does it affect who we are to um 
why do your friends with kids turn into a-holes if you're not having kids, right? <laughs> like mm. If you're not having kids and your friends start to act like a-holes, you're like, they never have time for me anymore. There's a reason and there's a really important conversation to be had there. So um, yeah, I hope people hang out. No, no, no. I think it's, it's you, you've touched upon a very interesting point. There is no escape. Like parenting is such a, if you're building something, creating something, you're already a parent in a way because your startup is a baby or your newsletter is a baby, a product of yours, just like, you know, uh, kids are yeah. products of ours, right? So, and you, you, it's so uh, funny that you mentioned that because on the other day I was thinking, uh, sharing with my wife about this. A lot of people, I think, uh, I don't know if being civilized is is the right word to call. When you get married, when you get kids, you get more civilized mm-hmm. is what they say, right? Like you get more uh, systematic, you know, in a way because you have a, you have a routine, you have to like, you can't be reckless, you can't take risks and whatnot, right? And I, I, I can talk about myself. I became 10x ambitious after I got married, after having kid. Before I was like single, uh, just like, you know, I had everything to like risk about. I'm taking more risks now. And I have that, I'm finding that courage because A, it's like, I'm being very responsible and I want to actually build a better future for my kids, for my wife. And that really drives me, right? Like I, I, I have a two-year-old son and whenever he comes from daycare, I see him and that drives me. It's literally that like in every morning, uh, how can I make his life a little better? Not like great. I, I can't promise everything, but that is something that people should realize. You know, a lot of people postpone, you know, either having kids or even getting married, right? They, they think that their nomad life is going to destroy, uh, the married life is going to destroy their nomad lifestyle and yeah. whatnot. And people just postpone because they they think that, you know, that's settling the, down. Know. Yeah. Exactly. Shutting down and whatnot. I feel more responsible and I feel like, you know what? Now I have to even stretch more, like, you know, Mm. more weekends, do more Mm. things again, mindfully. I don't, don't, I don't, I don't want to burn out myself, but uh, anyway, but you, you've touched a very great point. I feel it's absolutely true. Uh, There is no escape. Everybody's Mm. a parent in one way or the other way, especially when you belong to startups. I really like what you said. You said, I'll speak from my experience because I think, One of the things that I'm trying to do as a founder, and one of the things that I think is so important is, it's one of our core values, is to use the words in my experience when we're talking, Mm. because Mm. I'll paint a couple of pictures, but some people, you know, they want to find a partner and they're not going to get married until they find somebody who's actually a good fit for them. And, and maybe they really, really want to be married at either 27, 28, 29, and they don't find a partner until 50. And, and, um, some other examples in parenting, some people, it sounds like you got really motivated and there's more meaning and more ambition Mm -hmm. and more drive. And there are, there's just such a whole range of experiences that one of our goals with Start a Parent is to tell hundreds of stories that are each Correct. individual. So you get the you kind of get the full flavor and the full texture because mm. um, 
some people become parents and they lose motivation for something. Some people become parents and they feel like they're drowning. Some people mm -hmm. become parents and they have a lot of depression. Some people, I'm going to say this, it's going to be very controversial um, mm -hmm. because this is not something we talk about in our society, but some people regret becoming parents. And and they're really it's really hard for them. Some people um, absolutely adore it. Some people find it easy. Some mm. people find it like intuitive. Some people mm. find it confronting. It's just mm. it is such a huge thing mm. to bring another person into the world. And oh. that journey, that journey can begin far before people see it. Because I know people who, you know, struggle with infertility for seven or 10 mm -hmm. years, people who desperately want to have kids and they will, they try everything and, and then they try adoption. They don't realize, most people don't know this, right? Adoption can cost 10,000, 20,000, 50,000, a hundred thousand dollars, right? Mm -hmm. Surrogacy can cost a hundred thousand don't have a partner so you freeze your eggs and you don't realize that there's only a five percent chance of that working out so right. you know the odds you can freeze your eggs but that's not right. an insurance policy it's kind of a last True. chance policy so all of that to say i just named a hundred different stories all of that yeah. to say it is such a a huge undertaking it is so big it covers almost everything, your emotions, your feelings, loss of control. Um, and I work with a lot of people. So I run Startup Parent. I work with a lot of people that they just want to carve out a little bit of time for work for themselves mm -hmm. to do, to like, to stay with, I've got this idea. I've got even more drive. I want to do something really meaningful. And and I'm suddenly responsible for the life of another human being. And I'm, I'm terrified, right? Like I'm terrified. I'm overwhelmed. This is hard. I'm not sleeping. Yeah. You know, I, I, so I, I just want to add on top of what you said, it's definitely not easy, right? Or it's not like something, uh, every day is not like sunny day, beautiful with a lot of like, you know, uh, only highs that emotions about like being you're you're interacting with the kid and whatnot i've had shitty days as a matter of fact literally yesterday night my two-year-old decided to wake up at 4 a.m and he didn't go to sleep no he said hell no buddy i want you to pick me up and we struggled with him like hey i was talking to him and all not and I literally lost, I only slept like what, five, six hours or even less than that. It is freaking hard. It is always hard. I think the the hardest thing is always there. It's like building a startup. It's not easy. Everybody would have been a billionaire by now if it is so damn easy, right? And same thing, everybody would have been a parent if it is that easy. It's freaking hard. Everything is a learning curve. Every day is a new day. I feel the way I overcome that stress, anxiety, that, you know, overwhelmingness is what I realized before even having kids is that being a human being is ridiculously hard itself. That's like yeah. the odds are completely against. It's like 400 trillion is to one. 
that number freaks me out all the time so if you're a human being with full healthy body with eyes with legs functional mm. and organs that means you're already hitting a lottery and if you're bringing a kid with all things like you know working like a, not an mvp like like a full totally. product that means you're so privileged right yeah. and whenever i have like hard days i tell this to my wife and vice versa we just like think that we are ridiculously lucky like so lucky yeah. that we are a reason for a human being on this planet there are like 7 8 billion people out there and that is that is the perspective i try to uh, either you know convey because all these problems go away you know i yeah i can sleep two more hours today for example like just just to go back my sleep <laughs> sleeping complaint and it, it's it's good that we should complain because that's that's the way we went out certain things yeah. so that it won't hold us you know uh, but yeah i became more more ambitious and you know i i never stopped working because we have to be, and that that actually gives me like a a good motivation but uh why why startup parent why did you build that i know you've done a ton of things before startup parent yeah. i think before 2016 for for a longer time what what was the reason like okay it is the end i saw your story i read the story on on the on the website as well yeah uh, but yeah we want to hear from your own words sure i i've worked 30 or 40 different jobs i've been in all sectors you know i've been a grunt right. gardener i've been in retail <laughs> i i have a degree in psychology and a degree in architecture and i spent some time in urban planning which mm-hmm. is for all intents and purposes it's systems thinking it's like how does mm. how do all these pieces go together what's the bigger picture mm. um and i started freelancing that was my foray into entrepreneurship is through freelancing doing ghostwriting for ceos doing graphics mm. doing storytelling so that's my my background in communications and i had built up my own profile you know my own website under sarahkpack.com i have mm. a number of courses there i'd written 3 or 400 blog posts i've been blogging since 2010 wow. and after i had a suite of courses online i i ended up chatting I, i was both doing some freelance work for startups i was helping them with some of their communications and their pitching and their pr so i was helping startups write about their products and mm. then i ended up chatting with a friend of mine who was building a company and he said hey all of your course building experience and your writing experience would be really valuable at my company mm. would you ever consider joining and mm. i take a pretty fluid approach to work there's there's these odd binaries of like you either are an entrepreneur or you're working corporate and you can't ever go back and forth and you're one or the other and it's like a project is a project and people are people like find a right. cool project and you don't have to be the project manager for all projects you can go work with awesome people so i went and i worked with this amazing person who since started another company that's fantastic mm. his name's Matan Matan Grafal and mm. uh i was the sixth person at his company and there are some really i think lovely moments that happened 
in talking with him, one of the things I said, I was 29 or 30 at that time. I said, Hey, I'm, I'm looking at my thirties and my forties. I'm planning on having children. I have no idea if I'm going to be able to, or when that's going to happen, but that's something I want to talk about with you before I join your company. And the conversation we had was so fantastic because he said something along the lines of like, well, we're a startup. Our job is to figure things out. So Mm. if you have a kid, we'll figure it out. And Mm. it was very much, we were on the same team, like, okay, we'll figure this out. And from that, I learned so much about how, like, you know, you can, you can, an employee can quit at any moment. Someone who's pregnant is going to give you like, not nine months, but at least like five or six months of notice. You know, right, you have right, so right. much notice if you have a pregnant employee. Right. And yet we're <laughs> terrified of them. We're like, oh God, can't hire a woman because she might get pregnant. And it's like, first right. of all, getting pregnant is really hard. And second mm. of all, you're gonna have some notice. Um, mm. and, and so we just had this, this great chat. And so I joined and then exactly a year later, I got pregnant. So I worked with them for a year and we were, I don't know, we were 10 or 12 people. We had 30 contractors. We were growing, um, but we had no maternity leave policy because we're this teeny tiny company. So he, he goes to me, he goes, well, what should our maternity leave be? And so I'm splitting the difference because I'm like, I know how much money we have left in the bank mm. and what we and the mm. numbers we have to hit and i'm like mm. well if we pay me for a really long leave then i'm going to take a bunch of money from this company but i also need to take some leave because i know yeah. how important this is for everything yeah. so we ended up doing yeah. yeah we ended up writing a maternity leave policy because we were so young i think it was oh i'm going to have to look it up because it's it's been 7 years now i wow. think it was 10 weeks paid I mm. think it was 10 weeks pay. It might have that's been 12 usual, weeks. That's the usual, you know, norm in the US, you know. Totally, totally. Right. Which is also like absurd for other countries. It's so mm. short. Mm. Um, dads, yeah. if you're listening to me, by the way, take 12 weeks. <laughs> Just take the leave. <laughs> Don't take one. There's Everyone's like, oh, I'm gonna take a week. I'm gonna take two weeks. Don't do that. Like take more leave. I can, I can give you all of the math for why it's going to make your family (laughs) so much more money. Um, Mm. But so, yeah. So, and then, and then uh, I went back to the company, but I was one of my side projects I was writing and I pitched a book proposal called startup pregnant at the time. Like what, what Mm. it's like to be in the startup world and to be pregnant Mm. because Mm. I was wandering around Manhattan puking into random trash cans because oh. I was so sick with this pregnancy. And I worked with a team of mostly dudes who nobody mm. else had kids in the company. Mm. And I just didn't know where to go. I didn't, I was like, mm. who can, like, who's been through this? Like, who's going to help me? What am I doing? I'm so overwhelmed. Mm. Um, and so my book proposal got accepted by a really big agency in New York. So I talked to the co-founders. I was like, hey, I I want to go spend a year trying to write this book. And mm. they sent me off. They sent me this huge basket. Wow. Um, yeah, yeah, it was, I'm so still sweet. such good friends with him. I just went to his wedding. It's like the epitome right. of what you hope working with someone would be like. Right, right. And very few people are empathetic too, right? Like, especially in this uh, world, everybody wants to like grow faster. They want to get results faster. They want everybody's attention and whatnot. You know, priorities change between people and i'm glad to hear that 
it didn't go the other way which would have caused even more stress when you were already <laughs> going through a lot yeah. as pregnant uh, glad that that happened in talk to me about like uh, what was like the transition of going working at company to almost like kind of writing this book and building your own thing right mm-hmm. a, a there is definitely like freedom but you kind of also had another soul with you it's not like you're doing this uh like previously right like uh talk to me about that transition like is it overwhelming like how did you manage doing all yeah. things being a mom in the first early few days i mean it's kind of terrifying um <laughs> I think overwhelm and fear are really familiar emotions. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. Right, right. <laughs> it's a very familiar position. And then I I cry. I go for a walk or a bike ride. Uh, I give myself a pep talk. And I'm like, okay, we're going to figure this out, right? Because that's it. We're just figuring stuff. You're just staying one step ahead of your customer and one step ahead of your child. That's it. We don't have to have right. all the answers. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I find this to be one of the most bewildering parts of adulthood is that so many people are looking to you for answers and you're Mm. looking around being like i guess like no this we're just out here in the woods trying to figure this out oh that's you know um but the transition it was kind of scary because i was leaving an income and now i had a Mm. small baby to care for Mm. i never had any um like ideas that I would stay at home with a baby the whole time. I've I've written this article and y'all can look it's on my Substack. It's called The Parenting Math That Doesn't Add Up. But there's mm-hmm. 168 hours in the week, you know, 24 mm-hmm. by 7. Mm-hmm. Daycare's 40, right? Mm-hmm. Daycare's 40. You still mm-hmm. got like 90 odd hours with your kid. Like if you right. put your kid in daycare 40 hours a week, it doesn't mean you've abandoned them. It means that you're yeah. just getting yeah. a small amount of support right. to do right. things. So right. that was always our our plan was we're going to get daycare or some sort of care because mm. we we aren't we aren't going to hold the belief that we can be full-time parents and full-time entrepreneurs. Like I mm. I can't think straight by myself, let alone with children around, <laughs> you know, I just need a couple of minutes to just try to think. Um, right. And the thing that surprised me was you'll get daycare for 40 or 45 hours and then everything has to fit in there. Mm. Everything. So mm. my doctor's appointments, prenatal, postnatal, right. my therapy, my dentist mm. appointment, you know, like yeah. the nap when you only get four hours of sleep and you're, like literally trying to get into your office and you walk into a wall instead you're like well miss the door (laughs) (laughs) guess i'm a little tired um so so that but that's a real cost like daycare is pretty expensive it costs Mm. about the same as a two bedroom a one or two bedroom so wherever you are like if you're in michigan and a one bedroom is 900 dollars a month then your daycare will probably be about 900 a month i'm in new york city it's about twenty five hundred for a one bedroom. More. It's about twenty five hundred for my daycare. Um, right. And just talk to me about those two those two years when I had two kids in daycare. Oh, it was five thousand dollars a month just oh for gosh. those forty hours a week. Um, right. And you're like, okay, uh, pressure's on. Got to make a little money, <laughs> right? Hey, like, I, think, 
I think that's the thing that should drive people, right? You shouldn't yeah. worry about, hey, how can I get $5,000 or whatever X dollars to support my kid? It's like half glass empty, if you think that yeah. way. Always, yeah. there is always half glass empty, you know, in that scenario. You basically have to like roll up your sleeves and you basically have to say, hey, how can I actually make more money? You know, yes. how, what else can I do? What else can I how can i stretch myself how can i go one extra mile right yeah. without losing being sane i'm not saying go insane <laughs> don't don't do like bonkers stuff that that destroys totally. your mental peace i think people miss that and they just snap out and they just declare or they see friends who are going through that phase and i see a lot of my friends right now who are just postponing parenting like because mm. They they think that it's it's a financial burden on them, you know. They yeah. they're like committed for their house or a or a car loan or whatever the shit they they you know uh, that is not right. important to bringing a child, right? So anyway, didn't mean to stop you. I it just want to like... no, I like I like where you're going with this. It's if you if you want kids, I think one of the things I would say if you know in your heart that you want kids, if you've done the um, soul searching and you know that this is really meaningful for you. Um, I don't think people talk enough about like, it might not happen for you, right? Mm. It's not a guarantee. Um, and you can't take things for granted for men too. I think a lot of men don't realize that their fertility is being deeply affected right now. Like what it's something like one in six couples have struggles with fertility right now. And there's stuff happening with the microplastics and the hormone disruptors and all the different Mm. things where, um, you know, I know we see insert famous actor having a kid at, you know, 75, Mm. but it's just not true for all men. And Mm. if you know you want to have kids, um, why, like, it's worth asking yourself, like, what am I afraid of or what am I waiting for? Because it's always going to be a catastrophe. It's always going to be a mess. There's always mm-hmm. going to be an, an economic crisis around the corner. Yep. It is going to be a crazy amount of money. You're never going to be able to save up enough for it, yep. but you will be able to figure it out day by day. Yep. Like yep. you will be able to, if daycare costs that much money, right? Let's say you're like, oh, I don't have one or $2,000. Mm-hmm. I just don't know how to do it. There's a number of questions I would ask myself. Number one, how can I make an extra thousand dollars a month? Mm, see, yeah. the simplest the simplest thing might be raising your prices or asking for a raise. Right, right, right. Hey, I've been working here for three years. I've been doing a, <laughs> a stand up job. Inflation's been six percent for right. a number of years. Um, I'd love to talk to you about like when my next raise is coming along. Right. Mm. Um, a side hustle who can you consult a couple hours on the weekend is there a skill or an expertise Um, what I did with several past companies and this is where non-binary thinking is really important Mm. is what if you go to daycare four days a week right Mm. 20% less Less. a little bit less so start with three days a week and you alternate with your spouse if you have a spouse so there's a lot of creative ways to figure it out can you make a little more money can you live in a slightly smaller home can you refinance your car can you get a smaller car right like all of these different pieces where you Mm. you can i mean not everyone but there's wiggle room sometimes to find that if you have to 
it's it's all about like uh, i think it, it kind of like becomes more organizing right you basically mm-hmm. organizing your shelf you do bunch of different ways you fit in the extra luggage for example uh it, it didn't fit in like you know you just move something else yeah. and it's all like you know fitting in fitting out like you know it's yeah. all like in a way like you said math uh quick what advice do you give for founders who are again postponing like you know for mm. lack of for lack of perspective or lack of having all the facts or even like lack of realizing that the other side is much more beautiful than where they are right now uh, this this is such a hard question because i can't know i you know someone listening you're listening to me right now i can't know your heart and mind i don't know what you want I don't want to use that cliche of like, go to therapy and talk about it, right? Because therapy is expensive. And yeah, and also, you know, sometimes friends, you can, we can talk about it with friends. Mm-hmm. Um, my husband and I, when we met, he did not know if he wanted to have kids. And I definitely wanted to have kids. I've known since forever. Mm-hmm. Um, and the way that we had the conversation, I said to him, you know, I am going to have kids in my life, whether they're biologically mine or not. I'm going to be volunteering with kids. I'm going to be leading high school groups. I'm going to be, I'll probably be adopting kids. I may foster kids, right? So kids are going to be a part of my life. This is part of the package. I really want to have my own children. Um, And he was like, I got to think about it. And I didn't know this, but he went and he had some conversations with friends and he said, Hey, I've always said, I don't want to have kids. Can we Mm. talk about this? Can you like go for a walk with me? Mm. And he read a bunch of parenting books. Um, Mm. He journaled a whole bunch and it was three weeks later. And he said, I think I could have kids with you. I Mm. like, let's keep dating and let's keep talking about this. and so I share that story only in as much as if you're in that place of not knowing, ask a friend or even someone that you you really like the way they think, but you, maybe you don't know them and say, I just want to have a really serious conversation about kids. Would you be willing to talk to me for 30 minutes or go for a walk with me? Right. Um, trying to figure out if now is the right time or not. And mm. don't do it with a work colleague. That would be my advice. Right. Sure. Do it with someone else and just ask some deep questions. Mm. If you get stuck, um, change the channel. Mm. So what I mean by that is if talking isn't working, try journaling. If words mm. aren't working, try moving. If mm. moving's not working, try doodling. Mm. Um, try images, try listening. There's a lot of different ways we can access our own inner wisdom. And right. sometimes we can get on loop in the in the words that we use and in the way that we think to ourselves. So if you can get it right. out of your head onto the page, you can talk to someone else that can ask you interesting questions. Mm. That can really open it up. It's awesome. Yeah. Love that advice. Uh, let's talk about uh, 
the biggest thing everybody worries about especially when they become parents work life balance if they have like you know like a full time job or they're running something or they're creating on the side whatever it is right it's always um, like you said both ideally but it's sometimes either this or that like that's why mm-hmm. we send our kids to daycare uh how in your experience you've running startup parent for a while now 7 years you've kind of gathered a lot of work life balance frameworks or yeah different 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 yeah. ways people actually do it there is no single answer for this so uh if you can i know it's kind of like a ridiculous question to ask but what yeah. what do you think is the the optimal way to achieve mm. work life balance mm. oh i love this question okay i want to i want to try to build a metaphor here i haven't come up with one but let's build one i think there's just so many variables that you mm. have to take into consideration before you can really figure out what works for you um mm. and one of them is um who your baby is so like mm. who is this baby and you this is the like one of the most terrifying things is you you don't know who this kid is going to be until you meet them right. Right. um right. and someone told me this is not an official i had one of those one of my kids would just mm. fall asleep it was not mm. me i didn't do anything he just slept he slept like a log he was this big fat <laughs> chunky baby he came out at all he was like 9 pounds 10 ounces wow. he just slept everywhere right and so i was able and he slept in these 3 or 4 hour naps i know there's mm. if parents are out there listening to me you're like sending me evil daggers through the airwaves because you're like <laughs> i hate you i understand <laughs> i totally understand so, you. so right so i was able to write because i could predictably rely on his nap there right. are other babies that come out and they for some reason have some sort of angst with the world and they will scream <laughs> for 6 months. <laughs> and you your nerves will be frayed, your nervous system will be shot, your eyes will be bloodshot and you'll be like, I don't understand how balance. It's not your fault. It's just this baby, right? This baby needs you constantly and also it needs more than you because you need someone to give you a break so you can sleep. So right. variable number 1 is the baby. Um mm. I think like variable number 2 is how much support you have. and that's the invisible support and this is where i think i get the most frustrated because there's so many i'm going to go into gender here but there's so many uh, male entrepreneurs out there who have mm. a full-time stay-at-home spouse mm. and then there's so much entrepreneurship advice out there and writing advice you go back to like the 1920s and the 1930s and it's like I just get up at 5am and then I write until like 12 mm. and you know and then I do all my editing after lunch and what you don't see is the subtext and the subtext is all of my children are taken care of by my spouse yeah, yeah, my yeah. wife brings me my breakfast I don't even mm. cook for myself my wife brings me my lunch like right. and that's fine there's nothing I don't want to shame that particular scenario 
That scenario sounds amazing. I would yeah. love that scenario. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, who, I would love to have who, that. <laughs> who, who, wouldn't, who wouldn't say no to that, right? Totally. Except if you're then giving advice about how to have work-life balance from that vantage point. Yeah. Well, what about all the women who are the wives? Yeah. They don't get that, right? Like, mm. there are women out there who have stay-at-home husbands, but that's very mm -hmm. few and far between. So number two is the support. Um, mm. And the support also is like, do you have helpful parents, mm. right? Are the mm -hmm. grandparents or the in-laws or the aunts or the uncles? Do you have a village? Because mm. there are people who, right, they drop their kid off on Fridays and mm. they get their date night because grandma right. and grandpa are able to take them. Right. I want to ask right. you all about this. Like, I want to mm -hmm. know your situation. Mm. Um, put a pin in that because I will. Sure, and, sure. <laughs> uh, but there's the support. Um, number three, I think would be money, right? Mm -hmm. Are you working? <laughs> um, we have a value system where different jobs are paid differently mm -hmm. and, and yet they're not inherently better or worse. It is not, mm -hmm. it is not morally superior to work at Twitter than to mm -hmm. be a kindergarten yep. teacher. Mm -hmm. right like mm -hmm. no, there's no they're both fantastic jobs one of them you can get paid three hundred thousand dollars and the other one you can get paid 50k <laughs> <laughs> you know and like that yeah. makes a difference right um right. so money baby support i think uh fourth one and then i'll stop the fourth one i think is who you are as a person mm. so are you neurodivergent are you hypersensitive um, do you need alone time? Are you introverted? Mm. Um, all of those different things. How do you recharge? Do you need mm. other people? I, I think support, I think if I added more, I would call like, you know, five and five would be, do you have a spouse? Mm. Um, you can't and, do it alone. Yeah. Mm -hmm. right like my sister's a single mom to two kids. There is no spouse. Oh. She doesn't have anyone to just you know, she can't leave yeah. the house without is, taking her no children tag with it. her. There is no tag it. Like, you just have to do it. Right. And, yeah. and we got to keep in mind, I think it's 40% of households are now um, wow. uh, stood up by a single mother in wow. America. So the spouse and then, oh, there was one other thing. Baby support, money, who you are, the spouse. Um, oh, the work what your job yeah. is, what's the nature yeah. of your work. Because let's say you're like an astrophysicist and you require your brain or you're a surgeon right. and you like, you have to have good sleep versus, I don't know, like I'm a writer. I like my stuff isn't at, as it, it's not life or death. Right. Right. You can manage in the same way. Exactly. Right. I can't think. So I need to be able to think, but it's not life or death if an essay doesn't go up versus mm -hmm. like if I'm working on somebody's brain. Right. So when we talk about work-life balance, I think it's the metaphor that I would build is it's like, are you planting your seed? Mm -hmm. God, it's, I don't mean to be, just, I'm not trying to be a pun. <laughs> like think of like an acorn seed. Are you right. planting it on a rocky cliff that mm -hmm. gets very little rain? And you're trying to grow in between like two rock crevices. Are mm. you planting it in like a lush valley that gets yep. regular watering all the time, um, you know, with robust soil and the soil's been filled. So I just, 
I don't have an answer to your question of work-life balance. I think that is yeah. my answer. No, 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 it's absolutely true. I think, like, like I said, right, there is, I wish, we all wish there is, like, you know, this is not just for parents, generally, like, whoever, everybody, like, who has two lives. One is they have a yeah. personal life, they have a professional life, uh, any life, any kind of life. One, there is, like, uh, people who go out, uh, meet friends versus personal life, whatever it is, like, you know. There's like two, yeah. two buckets, uh, but I would add one more, which I yes, sort of kind of dealt with work-life balance is setting expectations. Mm. It's like both ways, like, you know, setting expectations at work. Hey, before I had 18 hours of time myself with my wife and whatnot, I don't have someone to take care of. So I'll be, won't, I won't be spending 18 hours. I'll be spending 10 hours. For example, same thing. Like, hey, my wife, me, both, we go, used to go to like dates once in a week. If you can do that, let's, you know, lower our expectations. So expectation yeah. setting is something that, that I practice a lot, especially having my kid. And, you know, it really like, before I actually saw, the other end which is not setting expectations and i went crazy <laughs> i went like bonkers yeah we had like fights we had like arguments we had like hey who who needs to take care of it there is no system there is no nothing like hey you you wake up sunday morning i wake up saturday morning type of like you know trade off there is no tag it like that concept and even at work even with myself i used to work on my side projects when i had like full-time job like over weekends now yeah hell no of course no and i have to kind of take a step back in everything so that way we'll be like okay we'll all be happy yeah. when we are intentional right so there is an intentional expectation setting that i practice that i think mm -hmm. is at least that that's the answer to me whenever someone asks about work-life balance it's intentional expectation setting, whatever mm. it is, right? Like with parents, yes. with, with anything, work, yes. go back. With your friends, yes. take a step back. With yourself, take a step back. I used to go, I used to meditate like every single day before Ruhan, my two-year-old was born. Me and my wife, we both had that habit. After that, it, he came and he destroyed that. Like now I made peace with, okay. <laughs> I won't be meditating like 30 minutes a day, every single day, or I wake up in chaos sometimes. So it's okay, right? Like you basically have that type of uh, mindset that'll help you because I think all other factors, you know, it's yep. really, you can't really control, right? Like they come, they, they kind of come at a point where, unexpectedly something hits you so yeah and even then even with this expectation setting practice there will be a ton of turmoil it's not like super like you know straightforward but at least yeah you kind of do certain things at control right so yeah uh, that, that, that's the seventh point i would add to your all six points yeah but the um the the agreements, the expectations, the communication is so critical. 
So critical. I, I want to, I have a pin in this. I wanted to ask you, can you tell us what your support looks like? Like what is your, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, So I, I, I'm from India. I moved here like 10 years ago. And uh, so frankly, I don't have like close family where I stay. Like if I, if I were in India, I can really like, there is that village concept where I can literally leave my child after he or she came to this earth and I can like peacefully wake up, sleep and wake up like three, four years because they'll take care of the child. (laughs) It's like the, the support system is so ridiculously well formed in India, countries like India. But here, I think, yeah, we, we rely on daycare and we make sure that my parents, my in-laws, they come stay with us at least four months to five months, mm. once in a year so that it, it revolves. We kind of like use them as advantage. Like, you know, they come yeah. stay with us five months, they leave and we have our own time with the kid. That's what happened in the last two years. They came. My parents came. They lived for five five months. My my wife in your house last in my house. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and they they take they took care of him, uh, which is kind of cost saving again. Math, right? Because we only spent somewhere around like three k to fly them to fly them. Yeah, yeah. And the the regular food and all, it's like nothing nullified. They won't eat much, and they, they they're not high maintenance. But we saved like close to $1,500 every month, not the five months, the like whole, every month we have to like pay $1,500 for daycare. So that's how we kind of like, you know, manage and uh, yeah, we sacrificed a lot. Of course, you know, we, we didn't go to yeah. any concerts or you no know, comedy stand-up shows. We just go to, I think we switched from dinner dates to lunch dates because <laughs> yep. lunch is where you kind of like, you know, uh he goes to daycare and we can pick a weekday we don't even go out on weekends because you know it's really hard to find like a babysitter because you know with ruhan my kid it's really about uh the person other person if he likes them then yes but you know he's he's very picky and you won't want to take a chance so but yeah support wise yeah we just rely on daycare mostly like you like you said most of them, most of the time, you know, I've spent his day, is it daycare now I can like, you know, do such things yeah. like podcasts and whatnot. And is it 40, 45 hours a week? Is it half care? Like, what does that look like? Yeah, it's five days. Uh, we try to spend, uh, we'll send him at least seven hours, uh, five days. Yeah. Seven yeah, hours. Yeah, 35, yep. 40 hours. Yeah. And right. are you a dual, are you both working? Yeah, um, both working, both you know, with uh, high capacity, meaning it's not like, you know, we can, we can, there is no wiggle room. There is like, we have to perform well because we have, we're in a position where we need to like, you know, show up and kind of lead. I have my own team at my work. She has her own team. Uh, So it's competitive, but that's where I think we made a few sacrifices. Like, you know, we won't be doing certain things. It's fine, you know. Absolutely. Yeah, we just like kind of uh, traded for the better life we invite our friends over for early dinner so we mm. say like if you can like leave work for ha- happy hour like you're gonna go to a happy hour come to yeah. our house from five to eight 
and we'll have dinner and then we'll go put our kids to bed and you can go to your next event because they're going to go out at nine because we're in New York City, right? And we're like, you all keep living your life, but just come over, we'll feed you and then your your bill later will be cheaper because you won't have to, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. That's a good way. That's yeah, a good yeah. But, um, oh, fascinating. Okay, I wanna, I wanna. That's really helpful to know. Mm-hmm. I think that that's one of the invisible conversations people don't talk about the the amount of support or the amount of care that they have. And so, mm-hmm. one of the things when I'm working with different entrepreneurs or different moms, I'll say like we can't compare. Mm-hmm. Some people are building oh. businesses on ten hours a week of nap times. Right. And that's all they have to build their business. And other people are building their businesses where they have 50 or 60 hours a week of childcare. Plus they have a nanny in the evenings and they have year round grandparent support. And so they have 80 to a hundred hours of a village support Mm. and they happen to have an easy baby. Yeah, I mean, that's a unicorn, right? Like that's a unicorn, but I'm just (laughs) painting the example. (laughs) That's like scripted. That's straight, straight, straight away scripted. Like, you know, if you, whatever you said happened with yeah. someone, I would be so positively jealous <laughs> because. So jealous, <laughs> but it's not, it's not true. It doesn't happen because this is something that I've learned. I turned 40 this year. Everybody mm. has something Yeah. like you don't, you don't get to see it all the time because people don't know how to talk about it, but sure everybody's dealing with something they have a health issue or a sister has a health issue or a mom or a dad or somebody's passed away or they're going through a fertility journey so like when we do that comparison if there's any of that bitterness that creeps in of like oh their life is so easy it's like trust me it's it's not you just you're not close enough everyone life is you said it earlier life is pretty tough (laughs) um and just to be yeah I have I have a couple more thoughts on the on the balance. Do you have time yeah, to yeah. go? Yeah, 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 yeah. please, please, yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, so once you once we go through that whole you know litany of all of these different things, and you realize like, oh, it's not me. I just have a really challenging baby, and mm. I need more support, and I don't have it. Mm. Um, balance wise, if you're about to welcome a kid, some of the things that I do that really really help. Um, I generally try not to have meetings on Mondays or Tuesdays. Hmm. Just keep those. I keep those really light. Uh, Every, every parent I've talked to is like Monday between the morning and noon is recovering from the weekend. Right. Like you're just, you're making that transition and I happen to work from home. And so y'all are going to laugh so hard, but I, I scrub cleaned our couch. (laughs) I was like scrubbing it. Uh-huh. And this is what I did. No joke. I scrub clean the couch with my 45 pound kettlebells. So I would do 10 deadlifts with my kettlebells. Then I would scrub the couch. And then I, mm. so I was taking a rest, but the entire time my brain is sorting and processing and getting into work mode. Mm. Right. Like it's this transition time. I've dropped off my kids. I'm getting all the, I don't know what it is. Strawberry syrup off the couch. Right. Like, <laughs> like what? Right. Um, <laughs> and and then doing my deadlifts. So I got my workout in, I got the couch cleaned. I take a shower. It's like 1030. And I'm like, okay, I know what I'm doing for the day. Mm -hmm. Like that's cleared my head and I've gotten into it. So number Mm -hmm. one is as few meetings as possible on Mondays and Tuesdays. Mm -hmm. Um, Number two is 
the month, right? Let's call it four weeks long. Mm-hmm. Pick one week of the month mm. to schedule no meetings. Mm. One week. For me, it's the fourth week. Mm. And obviously, there might be some breaks, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? You right, might have right. some. But for the most part, I do no teaching. I do nothing the fourth mm. week of the month. The reason for that is because as a new parent, you are going to have so many viruses enter your household. Mm. <laughs> oh, my God. You can do a whole new episode on getting sick. You, oh, my you God. You will get sick once a month. I'm for so sure. sorry. You will for get sure. sick once a month. Um, I'll tell you my rules, by the way. Uh, daycare. They don't go to daycare if they have a rash, diarrhea, vomiting, a fever, or COVID. Green right. boogers, they go to daycare. Cough, right. they go to daycare. But those five things, right? If they if they didn't go to daycare with green boogers, they would never go. You're just right. making a donation payment because they are going to have green boogers the entire time. But if They're they have a rash, a fever, vomiting, <laughs> diarrhea, or COVID, they don't go. Okay? Right. I'm not a doctor. This is not medical advice. This is just one parent telling you her rules. If they have green boogers, they go to daycare. Um so you're going to be sick once a month, and mm. it's the same for you. If you have a rash, fever, diarrhea, vomiting, or COVID, then you get sick days. But if you have green boogers, you go to work. <laughs> so I cannot tell you how many podcasts are me like, like coughing, and I have like Vicks vapor rub smeared on my face. Oh, um, but, but so that fourth week is so that when you get sick the third week, it's really easy to reschedule everything. Mm. You just give yourself one week of buffer every month because things are going to get canceled. They're going to get canceled with so much frequency. Yep. If you build your schedule with no white space, you're hosed. I guarantee mm-hmm. you, you'll be in the hospital within six months. You will <laughs> run yourself ragged. You'll be crying to all of your clients. So you have to leave. That's what I do. I leave a flex week, the fourth week um, of every month. What else mm-hmm. for work-life balance? Oh, the first year of life, if you have 40, the first year of your kid's life, if you have 40 hours of childcare, you can plan on getting 10 hours of work done. Mm. The second year of your kid's life, if you have 40 hours of childcare, you can plan on getting 20 hours of work done. Yeah, things get a lot easier as they grow. Uh, Totally. That's for sure, you know, because they they kind of become self-aware. They know, they learn things. And some of the things you don't have to like go after, like, you know, uh yeah. after after them taking care of it but uh these are some great i feel i really like the no meeting policy at least once in two days a week or once in a once in a week should be uh really like yep. you know gives you that wiggle room if you give it as that support really wednesdays focus. fridays whatever, whatever day, day you you can do yeah. yeah it is it is definitely important uh Let's 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 talk about the tactical stuff a little bit. You you had a ton of experience in comms communications. You were VP of yeah. comms at you know previously worked for a while, and I believe it's one of the most important pieces for founders mm-hmm. to actually mm-hmm. take care of at building startups. Comms to your customers, comms to investors, you know, comms to your free users, like whoever it is that your audience. Mm-hmm. And we we live in a live in a day and age where there's a new set of comps that come, which is social media writing, right, and so yeah. on and so forth. So, what are some best uh, practices that you found that founders or like anybody who's building businesses should 
really really like like this is where i should like you know you you as a as an advisor this this is where founders should really focus their minds on who are we talking to team spouse teams i think mostly tactical uh teams you know their investors their users uh, their employees yeah. for example like you know uh comes yep. is such a such an important thing but most people they just like outsource it either mm. you know to marketing folks or like you know anybody else who yeah right now people are outsourcing it to ai they just go to chat gpt and like right, how to <laughs> how to write this investor update and you know what not yep yep i mean i have lots of tiny tactical tips i mm-hmm. i'm trying to think of the like what the most meta useful thing is here i think most people under communicate they have no idea how mm. poorly like sorry guys mm. how poorly they communicate and how little they communicate um communication is really 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 hard mm. and it's it's in part because of how people learn and how people listen and right. what we retain and um let me think about this so we want to communicate more often than we think. Mm-hmm. Um, we want to over communicate. Let's see. What are some of the problems that I see? I think people think it has to be perfect and they get really mm. worked up. Oh, I've got to deliver this the perfect way. And it's kind of like building an MVP, except you end up building a product and you're trying to like make it perfect and you end up polishing the, <laughs> you know, like, spending days on the favicon you know you're spending days and days and days on the you're like deep into the favicon and you're just afraid of releasing it and it's like no one cares use a generic gray circle like it does not you don't need a favicon um for people who don't know what a favicon is it's that little teeny tiny image on the browser tab um and like you can add it but like it does not matter for your product so it's like you're just you're polishing 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 and um communication you, that means you've you've waited too long so mm. um you want to communicate regularly you want to be consistent mm. and consistent doesn't mean um every monday at 9am it's like mm. hey i'm going to talk to you like every week mm. i'm going to talk to you every week or every couple of days you're going to hear from me it's going to be unusual right. not to hear from me um mm. Consistent means I'm going to talk to you most of the time in Slack. And if it's really spicy, it'll be an email or Mm. um, it's always going to be an email. It's always going to be in text, right? You're going to find something consistent to do. Um, Communication is not about delivering messages. Communication is about having a conversation between people. And so this is probably the number one mistake that people make. Um, and this applies to teams as well as households Mm. is thinking that because you have written something down, the message has been received. Mm. And that's 90% of the time. Like that's not true. Um, just because I told my spouse there's chicken in the fridge does not mean (laughs) he remembers there is chicken in the fridge, right? Mm. Just because I told him that I we're going out tonight does not mean he knows that we're going out tonight. Just because I put it on our calendar does not mean that he has internalized the message. Mm. So 
For example, this morning, I just went into our Notion stack for our podcast, and I see that there's a bunch of messages for me from three weeks ago, and there was a handoff to me that I was supposed to finish an episode. I never mm. saw those messages. Mm. Whose fault is that? I mean, we mm. don't need to get into blame. It's actually right, the right. responsibility of the person delivering the message, sending the message to make sure, hey, Sarah, did you get my message? Did you mm. see this? Is that received? Do you know that you're responsible? You're the point person for this now. Right. So um, a great example of this is you ever go camping? Not that often. No. But okay. <laughs> People are either campers or they're not. They do yeah. or they don't. It's, um, it is... <laughs> Sorry, I have like a um, jokes about camping, but I'll leave those for later. I'll leave those for when we're off the air. Um, But so I do this presentation with teams and it's like, okay, y'all, we're going to go camping. Like we're all going to go camping together and it's going to be really fun. And like, what do you want to do when we're there? And then we've all got a picture of camping in our head. Mm. But Mm. what we don't know is that one person has like a maxed out, glitzed out, burning man RV, mm. right? And another person has an REI tent, like a regular mm. standard Coleman tent. And another person is like decking out their backpacking equipment mm. and like getting their filtered water tablets. Different definitions. And s- totally. And we're all having mm. this conversation about camping, but we actually haven't agreed on what camping means. Mm. Right. That's, that's right. really so, a valid point, right? So not only do we have to have a conversation and you have to respond to me, mm. um, number two, we also have to agree on what that means. Mm. So those are kind of the clarity. two high level. Yeah. Two high level things. Two consistent communication. Um, and I really like what you said. Communication should be conversational. Uh, it's not just like you know telling something it should be like there is a, there should be a two way uh mode uh instead of like totally. just pushing from one way couple of other couple of really like you know again some tactical stuff uh startup parent is itself is a big community right like you know on mm-hmm. substack and how do you how did you grow the newsletter and what are some tips that you or like some lessons you learned growing the newsletter as well as podcast uh, that people write, you know, there are like a ton of, in my audience, there are a ton of newsletter writers. They're like podcast hosts, basically creators, right? So any tips yeah. for people who grow or about to grow uh, their work on the internet? Yeah. So the, the advice for growth, it depends on where you are in what stage. So like, if you are going from zero to 100 people, I would give you different mm. a different conversation than if you were like in the 500 people range. And that would be different than if you're in like the 10,000 person range. Mm. Um, and I think the I'll, I'll assume that we're brand new. You don't have anybody mm-hmm. yet. You're like mm-hmm. in the zero to 100. The common mistakes that I see people doing is they don't tell anyone that they're doing it. They just assume that, you know, magical email addresses will (laughs) float through the air and then land on their newsletter list like a (laughs) fungus gnat on a plant, Um, (laughs) like a fly to a piece of meat. Um, Like, it's not going to happen. And and so you you have to tell people about it. 
Mm. You have to tell people about it. And there's a couple of tricks to this. Um, number one is do not tell people to sign up for your newsletter, like your friends and your family. Don't be like, you have to sign up. You have to sign up. You have to sign up. Mm. Tell them about it. Say, hey, I'm writing this thing. It's for these people. If you know anyone like this, tell them to sign up here. Because your mom is not your newsletter audience, right? right? Your brother right. is not your newsletter audience. Your colleague is not your newsletter. So when you start tapping into um, their weak ties and close ties, when you start tapping into your close tie network of people that you actually know, the majority of them don't give a crap about what you do, which is mm. fine. Yeah. But they yeah. might know people who know you. True, true. Or sorry, right. who want what you have to offer. Right. So you're not asking them to be your subscribers and you're not spamming them and you are not putting them on your email list without asking them. Right. Yeah, but you absolutely. are telling them, you're all telling them like, hey, I made this thing. It's for these people. Mm. So folks listening, I write a Substack. It's called Startup Parent. Mm. It's for people who are founders with kids. I write a lot about motherhood. I write a lot about fatherhood. I write about right. dads who are lonely. Hmm. I write about um, the injustices against parents. Sure. I have some raging feminist pieces. Hmm. <laughs> uh, to be a feminist does not mean to hate dads. It actually means to care about dads. So mm -hmm. I care mm -hmm. deeply about the dads. I care deeply about the moms. I geek out about parenting. If you are someone who is a parent mm. and you are thinking about business or you have a side hustle or anything like that and you want to be in conversation, you can sign up, startuppparent.substack.com. If you mm. know of a mom that would like something mm. like this, we'll put the link in the show notes. I'm just doing that as an example, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I like um, the, the way you're going after a person, a specific niche, instead of broadcasting saying, hey, I, I did this work. I think many people do that. Like they just broadcast saying, I'm doing, I'm doing this, I'm starting this side project. I'm working on this product. I'm writing here. I'm doing this podcast. And like you said, magically expect universe to do the work for them. Yeah. Instead of you, like you were saying, I, I actually like the way, uh, what you said, don't ask for people to sign up. Just express that I'm looking for a specific niche. And if you know that yeah. niche, just pass it along. That I That's think right. is a very basic ask. You know, if you constantly, hey, sign up for this, sign up for this, sign up for this. I think that's kind of like really annoying. But if you ask for help, most people do that because it's in passing it on is such a such a simple yeah. task. I love that tip for sure. A uh, couple of more questions. One is on sure. on the other side. Do you want to share a, a founder story that really inspired you? A founder with kids, like, wow, they actually kind of, again, figured out uh, by doing things, by experimenting. Uh, any any particular story? I think you've interviewed like more than two hundred people, so that's, that's what I just want to curious about. So many, I can't like. I think. The the specialty, so I run a community, it's called the Wise Women's Council and it's for business moms. Mm. And I can give you, I'm not going to share like the specific people because, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you yeah. know, yeah, 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 yeah. Makes it's sense. a private community, but the quality of the conversations we have, mm. 
One of the things I try to do is carve out 90 minutes of space for you to have that big conversation. Like we were talking about earlier, do I want to have kids? Do I not? Mm -hmm. And we end up having these conversations where people are thinking, do I want another kid? Do I, mm -hmm. am I going to have a third kid? Can I bring my spouse home? Like, am I making enough money for my husband to be a stay at home dad? Do I want that? Does he want mm -hmm. that? Mm -hmm. um, do I get a divorce? Right. Do I quit my job? Should I sell mm -hmm. my company? Um, I, those are the like bigger conversations that you need just a little more space for. You mm -hmm. don't need a year. You need 90 minutes, a couple of times to really mm -hmm. start to unlock, um, unlock this. And what I've seen, there's one member who was uh, with us for four years and she started a company, sold it. It got acquired. Mm. Um, she helped build that from 20 people to 200 people. Mm. She exited. And then she said, I don't know what to do next. Mm. And <laughs> yeah. then spent nine months researching to try mm. to figure out like, okay, I really want to, I want to be strategic about the next company that I build and mm. tested a whole bunch of ideas. And she's now on her third media company. And so she's building another company um, and it's really cool to watch. And she said, I can pinpoint each of those decisions to some of these conversations we had in your community, like, mm. because we had space. Right. Um, then we also, so I work a lot with people in opening up lateral possibilities. I think mm -hmm. one of the most fantastic things about right now is that, the world of work is changing so fast. It can be kind of terrifying. It's like, oh, there's all this consolidation happening, right? Like tech jobs are disappearing. This is disappearing. Mm. Like the, mm -hmm. there's globalization. This is all mm -hmm. quite terrifying. And we don't really have a playbook for what it looks like to be a woman in your 50s and 60s, right? Sure. We've got kind of the 80s model of the glass ceiling or like the concrete ceiling if you're a woman of color. Right. And, and it's like, well, where do we go? And the only the only real story is like the career ladder where you're trying to be a CEO. Hmm. And one of the things we talk about is these lateral moves of um, becoming an angel investor, mm -hmm. starting a venture fund, mm -hmm. joining mm -hmm. boards because mm -hmm. you can get paid to be on board seats, starting mm -hmm. a side hustle. Mm -hmm. Like there's actually a tremendous number of possibilities for women who have 20 years of career experience. They're product yeah. managers, they're ex product managers from Google. They're from, you know, they've done all of this fantastic stuff. And so another founder is, um, it's just low key starting a, a venture capital fund. Wow. Yeah. So, it's really cool. And yeah. to be in a community of a hundred other women where you're like, Oh, she's starting a venture fund and she's starting this and she's starting this. I'm like, Oh, you know what? I, so I will, I'll do that too. Yeah. Because I think you were part of a herd where everybody's shooting moonshots. So there is no <laughs> option, but to choose like, you know, try it charts. to so try, try it. it. Like, you know, the best, the worst that ca that can happen is you became you remain in the same position where you were right you know before yeah. at least the best thing can happen is like maybe it'll work out right i yeah. love that uh mentality and you know kudos for bringing such you know empowered women together uh and i think as 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 a community builder myself i find it very fascinating when people share these stories because yeah i think that's all that matters you know getting inspired from one another seeing some other win 
being part of their wins in one way or the other way directly or indirectly and i think that makes you know world a little better place uh, than before and that's why i love building communities because that's if that is the ethos you know uh, yeah we all we all become better uh last question before we wrap up i asked this question i started asking this question to every guest what is an ambitious goal you're trying to chase there are a lot of them I'm trying to think about which one i i want to write so many books um i want to write so many books that's nice. one of my goals i I have this secret dream. I don't know if it would be good for me or terrible for me, but do you know that show Survivor? I know about it. I never watched it. It's Ew. ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Um, I kind of want to be on Survivor. <laughs> <laughs> it is, I think you basically are abandoned in a, in, a, in a remote location and you basically have to survive by yourself, right? I think... Well, that's that's one show. This one is more like you compete with other people. I the only reason I wouldn't uh, go on is because people like dislocate their shoulders and hurt themselves, and I'm like, I'm not. I don't know. I'm old enough that I don't want injuries, so <laughs> like, I'm like, no, no, no. I'm good with that part. But um, I kind of want to be on Survivor and ambitious goals. I mean, I would love to interview like Allison Felix or Serena Williams. Like, mm. I would really love to interview. Um people who are willing to go there and talk about the the issues with the institution of motherhood right i think yeah. uh, i don't know if you interviewed alexis ohanian but uh, he would be a great guest on startup parent because he's also he's kind of trying uh, you know that i think you might know this very well so moms women get 12 10 to 12 weeks of maternity leave and think man dads very few companies give like that 10 equal and yeah but 90 percent majority they only give what two weeks or four weeks that's like the the law per se i don't know but he's actually fighting to make it equal for both parents so that you know they can spend the kids and you know it, it's actually like it won't destroy their livelihood it'll make them better so probably i think alexis would be a great guest of course serena williams i i, I saw her their documentary on hbo i don't know if you had a chance to see that yeah they actually shared you know how uh, her pregnancy went and her complications and how she actually like you know fought fought for herself for herself like literally her life because at some point the doctor said it's either the baby or her it's like they went to that point and she's a warrior oh my god she's 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 incredible she's like she's a, such an inspiration for me and yeah I, yeah i would love you to interview her i would be like a, your yeah. first listener uh but sarah this this has been great there is so much there's so much intangible stuff I feel like you said in the beginning of the episode some of the, most of the things you said it not necessarily need to apply for parenting like parents with kids it applies yeah. generally in life like if you're building a startup 
everything you said consistency like over communicating communication with clarity you know with your spouses or teams and uh and the, so many other things like really like you know uh the work life balance all the seven points the uh, nine points uh, so on and so forth that these are all they're all applicable for for you know people who are building businesses uh anywhere anywhere in the world so yeah. i genuinely appreciate you for you know drowning us with this wisdom and your experience and your your knowledge uh anything before we wrap up and you want to share anything before we wrap up um i mean a million things we could talk about so much i will close the loop with alexis ohanian and what he's doing because hmm. you just reminded me um for dads who want to take equal leave number one i i do a talk about why you should give equal leave so if you want me to come mm. do that talk i've got a whole thing on on why it's so important mm. um but the the tldr the nutshell is like number one if you take equal leave to your spouse your spouse's income stays higher but for every week you don't oh. take she takes like a two percent hit or something like that so women oh, lose this that. huge amount of lifetime earnings when dads don't take leave so if you want to make an extra 300k or an extra million bucks in your lifetime just take equal leave mm. <laughs> number one that's number one like take the leave number <laughs> two um there's only three times in our life that we know about when your brain is uh, going to grow at a really phenomenal rate. It's when you're a baby, a teenager, and when you spend time with a kid, a baby. So if you want to have some of the most explosive brain growth and have like more neurons build in your brain, spend right. time with a baby. So like for all those hackers out there trying to like hack your way to mm. a smarter way of living, all you got to do is spend time with a baby. Mm. Um, that's number well. two. And number three is if you only take one or two weeks of leave, it's not actually good for your business. But if you take 12 weeks or you take six months, it forces you to create systems. It forces mm. you to delegate it asks you mm. to do a whole bunch of stuff that's really powerful for your business right. so right. that's my pitch in a nutshell i have a whole talk on it you can email me if you want me to bring it to your company um but take you know just if you want to make a million bucks uh hack your brain to be better and then improve your business take paternity leave that's awesome that's i think <laughs> that's the great note we can close it off and for folks who are listening you know sarah's very reachable her dms are open on twitter and you know she's uh, she's very approachable you know you you just heard yourself uh but sarah again appreciate you thank you for all the time thanks thank for you. all the tips uh and folks who are listening appreciate you all for tuning in there are more amazing guests coming on the show in the next few months i'm excited excited as ever like like you know a year from now like previous year i have no podcasts no nothing experience in terms of like sharing these incredible stories but now i have a reason uh, to look forward and you are the reason you know partly i do this so thank you for that and uh, take care of yourselves we are we are approachable and if you have any questions about kids not kids startups anything uh, please reach us reach us out on that note yeah cheers guys and take it easy